All right, well, I'm going to dive right into this other than to say if you missed Wednesday night, you missed an amazing atmosphere. God did some powerful, powerful things in this house. He's been, he's been speaking and, you know, I just, I, I love to grab a nugget or two from people's sermons. And, and, and I just want you to know that I, I, I just appreciate so many of you coming up to me last week and telling me how much last Sunday sermon meant to you. And what point you enjoyed the most. And I stopped asking at some point what point that was. Because people say, Pastor, that really, really spoke to my heart. And I said, well, what, what part of that spoke to your heart? And they said, when that young man climbed on that, uh, uh, sawhorse and go went, whoa. I said, well, you know, I preached a little bit after that, but okay, thanks. You know. Wednesday night, in case you, you don't understand, we've been privileged to have multiple churches, campuses, but multiple churches are part of who we are, and we're able to help start some Spanish congregations, and, and Iglesia Tres Dices is a part of that, and, and, and if you didn't Pastor Jorge do a great job, Pastor Tony, amen, and amen. Come on, they'll watch this, let them know how thankful you are for them. But a um, powerful point Pastor Jorge made in here, he said that God said, I don't want heaven without you, so he brought heaven to earth. So that we could be part of heaven. And that has just spoken to my life. But then Pastor Tony made a point. Now that's gotta be interesting. Father preaching in here, son, the youth pastor preaching up in the young, uh, people with the up and elevate. And, and, and he made a point that, uh, I'm telling you, uh, I'm reminded of the words of uh, one of my mentors. His name was Tommy Barnett. And Tommy Barnett uh, said this. He said, uh, he said, I'll have better sermons when my spiritual sons write better sermons. Come on now. And, and this was the point. I'm stealing it. I, 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 I'm not going to give him any more credit after today for this statement. He said this. He said, the devil comes to you and he knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. But God knows your sin and he calls you by your name. How many thankful for that kind of God? Amen. What a powerful, powerful truth. And so thankful for all that God has done and is going to do. Well, Father, before we, we, we move forward today, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts already. Lord, thank you for this atmosphere of worship and a team that's not afraid to pursue you because, Lord, this truly is your schedule and your day. Lord, there's enough religion. I'll just say that again. There's enough religion. We need more relationship with Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, pour out upon us. Pray that with me. Holy Spirit, pour out upon us. Come on, pray with me. Holy Spirit, pour out upon us. We're hungry for you today. We want more of you. We want more of your presence. We want more of your anointing. We want more of your fire. And today we seek your face. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. As I told you, I, I went a few different directions already in the earlier services, and I, I felt distinctly to tell you why I started doing what I was doing just a moment ago. During that time of worship, now this being the third service that I've been a part of, uh, what Friday night when I left this place, uh, we've had a week of 16, 17-hour days. When I left this place on Friday night and got home, uh, my, my feet were swollen where my shoe, I could barely get my shoe off. And, and after about three services, or it, it gets about the same on Sunday morning. And as I was standing there, my feet were starting to swell and, and, and they were calling for more worship. And, and Mike was up here doing his thing. Come on now. And, and some of you thought I was trying to imitate Mike. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, I have no dreams of grandeur when it comes to that. 
But I realized something. My feet were starting to throb and I was not focused. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This will be worth the whole service for you. My, I, I was more focused on my pain than I was my praise. And I said, how can I use my pain for his praise? I said, well, I'll just start dancing. And I'm not going to do it for you because you'll laugh at me. Come on now. I wasn't doing it for you in the first place. I was doing it for Jesus. But I started dancing because I said, I want to take the attention off of me and get it on him. If you would realize something today, I'm telling you this is worth the whole service. If you would realize that your pain needs to stop being your central focus and his praise become your central focus, you'll encounter a God who can change your life. Come on, give that kind of God a praise today, man. Pastor Don, do you really believe that? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I've been preaching a series called Believe, and we've been pushing toward Pentecost. Help me with that. We've been pushing toward what? Pentecost, two weeks from now is Pentecost Sunday. This series will end on that Sunday. Am I expecting? Yes. When you expect God, is God is daring somebody to dare him. I'm expecting a move of God. We've been studying Romans chapter number 10, verse number 9. They're not going to put that on the screen for you this morning. I'm not going to give you time to open your Bibles this morning. I'm going to ask you to join with me as we quote this together. If you openly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wow. You didn't think you could do it when I first gave it to you. You're like, Pastor, you've been preaching on it for eight weeks. We're tired of it. Well, well, you're getting there. I'm almost done. You're quoting it. Man, that's awesome. It's inside of who you are. What does that matter? I'll tell you why it matters. When hell itself comes to assail you and the devil tells you you're not really saved, you'll say, if I believe in my heart and I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead, I am saved. I'm saved from every attack of the enemy. I'm saved from every attack that the devil wants to throw my way. I'm saved from hell itself. I'm saved. I'm saved. And I know that I am. You'll have some ammunition. Come on now, man. Pastor Don, I wouldn't be that way. Well, there might, you know what? You might just be the wrong way. I didn't say you had to yell it. I don't like being so loud. I was born this way. Have you ever heard my father preach? I came by it naturally. I have this friend. His name is Mike. He's about that high. He weighs about a hundred nothing. And, and he, Always picking on me. Pastor, you need to lose some weight. You need to lose some weight. He saw my dad and my uncles, and he said, you came by it naturally. You're okay. Come on. Amen. Now, listen. Sometimes we try to be like somebody else. I'm not talking about becoming somebody else. It might be quiet in you, inside of you, but you begin to speak it and declare it. My goodness. The word is what works. I will hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against him. It's God's word that gets inside of who I am. It's God's word that changes who we are. For why? For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Let me show you how that works. It's by believing in your heart. That you're made right with God. Can I tell you the problem with that? Most of us don't know the word there. The word doesn't say that you make yourself right with God by what you do. It says you make yourself right with God by what you believe. What does that matter? Because what you believe determines what you're going to do. 
And so if you really believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and you really believe that you are now a blood-bought child of the King, you start believing in your heart. Some of you say, no, 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 Pastor, fake it till you make it. No, no, no. I'm telling you, believe it until you're there. Start believing. Now, we've been studying this word believe, and it's pastiwo, and we're, we're not going to get into all that today, but we added a third definition to that word last week, and it was this. The belief is a, a genuine faith that is a continuing faith, that it doesn't change just because the horizon didn't start the way you wanted it to. It might be raining on your party, but that doesn't change who the King of Kings is and the Lord of Lords is. There might be thunderclouds on the horizon, but that does not change the fact that he is worthy of your praise. Pastor Don, it's Mother's Day. You're supposed to tell us how to be good moms. I'm not dumb. I don't know anything about how to be a good mom. That is not my job. My job is to point you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who will give you a faith that will keep you walking when everybody else is wondering why you're standing. Now, we've been studying. We've studied the fact that action is the standard of measurement for belief. We've studied that what we believe determines the direction we take at crossroads. We've studied that there's life-changing power when you believe and receive the Holy Spirit. We've studied that we believe what we believe determines what we take away from our experiences. We've studied over, we had a week where we talked about we must come to believe that apart from him, we can accomplish nothing. The problem is you're still happy with what you can do and you don't realize you're not even really doing anything that amounts to anything. Get focused on what God can do through you and you can do great things. We've studied that you have what you need to become what God has called you to be, a continuing faith. And today, listen to me carefully, this is where we come to. What you believe gives you a reason to live. What you believe gives you a reason to live. Matthew 3.11 says it this way, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. We've shouted over that fire long enough. The problem is we shout over things we don't know what they are. I'll never forget I was in a remote jungle one time. I had ridden across goat paths for hours to get there. We were preaching, and the whole time we were preaching, they kept going, praise God for JBL, praise God for JBL, praise God for JBL. And I was like, what, what, are, they, what are they saying? I said, it sounds like English, but praise God for JBL, praise God for JBL. And I was like, what are they talking about? They, he said, the missionary started laughing. He said, he said they're thanking God that they've got a, they've got a loudspeaker so that you, they can hear tonight. I was like, what? He said, they're more focused on whether or not they're louder than the church down the street than they are on being the church in the house. Oh, that's called a vein. I am not hungry for a move of God that qualifies us as better than some other church. I am hungry for a move of God who makes us the body of the living Christ, who lets us bring heaven to earth. That's why I'm hungry for a move of God. See, the problem is, what is your fire? See, see, fire is representative of many things. It's representative of your passion. What lights your fire? It's representative of your drive and your fight. Now listen to me. There's a lot of things in this life that can get us excited. There's this one street in Israel. When you come down this street, oh, 
you start smelling the bakeries and then you come around the corner and there's a donut shop. Oh, let's just have a moment today. And that's something. But I see all these Americans get all excited because they see these, these donuts everywhere. And they're like, Pastor, how do you just walk right by that? Everybody knows you joke about desserts all the time. I said, it's because I've been in that donut shop. And they forgot one important thing, sugar. I said, it's all fluff and no stuff. Come on now, amen. <laughs> I just keep on walking. Now watch this. But what drives our hearts, and it becomes a passion of who we are, can help us make decisions in our lives. See, we talk about the Holy Spirit and fire, but we don't ever really talk about what that fire means. And then it becomes, what is the passion of who you are? I can only liken that to a time in my life when there was this red-headed girl. Can I just tell you, she made my boat float. Come on now, amen. I loved that girl already, didn't even know how much. Some of you are like, Pastor, don't talk. Well, I'm just going to make it worse than that. I've been married to you 30 years, and she still floats my boat. Come on now. Amen. All right? Now watch this. She sits with me at lunch. We're not even really getting serious yet at this point, I don't think. She's like, well, you weren't even dating me yet. I, I thought we were, but okay. <laughs> and so, you see, we had this problem. This is back when school lunches were unregulated. Anybody remember the good old days? And they put into the gym a snack machine that had oatmeal cream pies. And for a dollar, you could have a chocolate milkshake in the lunchroom. A dollar oatmeal cream pie, a dollar check chocolate milkshake. Now I was a struggling young evangelist. I didn't know if I'd be preaching anywhere. I didn't know if there'd be any offerings. I didn't know what was going to happen financially in my life at that point. All I knew was I was broke, and she deserved a Friday night date. So every day, Dad would slip me X amount of dollars to get my cream pies and milkshakes. Come on now. I remember looking at that. Now, this is spiritual. Stay with me. I remember looking at that chocolate milkshake over there and looking at her. Looking over there and looking at her. And I realized something. That I had a greater passion for her. That Some of you go, this just doesn't. Let me just go ahead and tell you. Some of you girls like, I don't know if he likes me or not. If he's not willing to walk across fire barefooted for you, he's not the one. If he can't tell some milkshakes wrong, uh, goodbye for you, he's not the one. Some of you go, I just don't know if I believe that. Listen to Phil Robertson, old Duck Dynasty. He said this. He said, I hitchhiked across three states to sit with her and look into her eyes for 20 minutes before her daddy would make me leave. He said, I did it over and over again because I had a, she lit my fires, what he said. Come on now. Somebody needs to get a hold of something that gives you a passion, that gets you moving forward. Somebody needs to get a hold of something that gives you a drive, that keeps you going. Somebody needs to get a hold of something that gives you something worth fighting for. Now, don't you try to be all spiritual about that. I got something worth fighting for, and it's the Lord. No, no, no. Some of you are kindling, red, and be lit. All it takes is any little thing. Somebody turns on CNN, you're like... <laughs> you are ready to throw down. You're ready to fight. 
You're ready to have, to, you're ready to debate with everybody about everything. Listen to me. You are ready. But what would happen if we took those same passions that make us say, I'm not going to have some of that because I want some of him. Come on now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow anything to drive me but a drive to get to the altar of the most high God and I'll fight whoever I need to fight to serve God and love God with all my heart and all my soul. Come on now. Amen. Pastor Don, it's Mother's Day. We've already settled I've ruined that. (laughs) Listen to what I've come to tell you. That there's a fire of God that wants to burn inside of you. Here's what God began to deal with me about this week, though. We want the fire, but we don't realize that God has given us a divine anointing and a divine assignment. You see, the divine fire that came from the Holy Spirit changes your status from ordinary to extraordinary. This is important. And we think of that for everybody else, but I want you to get this. You have divine purpose. You have divine purpose. God's wanting to do something inside of you. But you are a vessel, not a cage, is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Wait, wait, wait a minute, hold on. You see, you are a vessel. A vessel is something that is used to carry something until it is reaches the desired target. But like I should share. Not in Corona world. Come on now. All right, now watch this. Watch this. This is important. Most of us, we don't want to be a vessel We want to become a cage to the Holy Spirit. Because what we want to do is get just enough touch of God that we can put him over here and we can go live our lives and then we can come to this house or in uh, some house and we can experience the presence of God and we can reach inside of there for just a moment and we get goosebumps and we feel better about ourselves because we realize that God hadn't abandoned us. We want to keep him in his own realm. God's not looking for a people to burn inside of that will keep him in their own realm. He's looking for a people who will become a vessel to carry him to the world. Pastor Don, I just, I don't know if you, I get, I think the best way that I saw this this week, someone called me this week and said these words to me. They said, we want you to pray that dad will die. I said, excuse me? They said, Pastor, let's finish. So dad has went through chemo. He's at home hospice. There's no medical reason he's alive, but something inside of him will not quit fighting. There's a purpose he's holding out for. We don't know who it is that he needs to say goodbye to. We don't know what he's trying to see accomplished, but there's something inside of him that will not give up. You listen to what I'm about to tell you. Inside of some of you, there's something that will not give up, and that's the only reason you're still here. God's speaking to you. God's wanting to begin to burn in your life in a holy way. God's wanting to begin to light up the darkness for you. And I'm, I have gotten so off track, and I'm so out of time. And I'm supposed to talk to you about Moses now and the burning bush, and it's a really good message, and it's okay. But I want to talk to you about something that's going to seem unspiritual for just a moment. You go, Pastor, this whole sermon seemed unspiritual. I'm okay with that. 
because I'm not dealing with you in a spiritual place. I'm dealing with you about your physical situation that God wants to invade with his spirit. I'll let him deal with you in the spiritual. I know this is going to sound silly, but I'm thankful for Pastor Michael's Christmas trees. I want to just be honest with you. He doesn't pick out the tree that I probably would pick out. He's picked out a few crooked ones in the last few years. He works hard and cuts them off till they're shorter to get them straight. And when he decorates those trees, I'm sure that when Frankie puts that last touch on there, they're perfect. But I'm not looking at them as perfect in that moment. I'm thinking about later. When those trees have run the gamut and the lights come off and the tinsel comes off, and you know what he does? Is he throws it in his backyard. And some of you go, he should carry that to be recycled. That would take away the fun. He lets that tree lay in that backyard until it is dry as they come. And then he brings it to my fire pit. Pastor, this doesn't sound safe. I didn't say do it. Do it. I'm just telling you what brings joy to my soul. He puts that tree in my fire pit. We don't lay it down, we stand it up. And then we apply the flame. Do you know how long it takes that tree to be consumed? Boom. Boom. Oh, glory. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. How lovely are your flames. Come on now. Amen. But it goes up in flames. And then as quickly as the light burns, all of a sudden, all that's left is, is the, the trunk. And then it burns quickly as well. And the fire goes out. Listen to me. Some of you, that's the way your faith experience is with God. You touch the fire, but you don't have enough passion that the first time you get knocked down that you can't go to the bar. That you don't have enough drive to stay faithful to the things of God the first challenge you face in life. That there's not something inside of you that gives you enough fight that says, devil, you will not have my family. All it is is momentary brightening up the light when you get near the presence of God for just a moment. Do you know what the significance of Moses seeing the bush was? It wasn't the fact that a bush was on fire. It was the fact that it was not consumed, that it kept burning and it kept burning and it kept burning. Do you know what God sent me with a message to tell you today? Don't be like that tree that goes up in a moment that disappears quickly. Let God become your fuel source. Let God become the fire of who you are. Moses pulled aside and he's 
saw a bush that would not stop burning. What your family needs to see is not some radical decisions for a moment that make you seem super spiritual. What your family needs to see is you get up every day and get in the Word of God. You pray together as a family every day that you walk and you serve God and you stay in the house of God every single day until they can step back and say, I'm dry and I'm weary and I need a real fire. I want a fire like my parents had. I want a fire like my grandparents had. I want a fire that never goes out because I want my faith to be a continuing faith. Amen. Amen. Give God a praise. Pastor Don, it seems like I'm going from mountaintop to mountain. It's because you've been your own fuel source for too long. Somebody better play that piano or I'm going to preach the whole rest of this sermon. But for far too long. You've been your own drive. I, I can make it. I'm strong enough. No, you're not. Do you know what you become when you are your own fuel source? You become like Moses. Before Moses stepped near that bush, he was driftwood. He was being taken here and there, outrunning life's problems. With a minute, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. The minute he got near Jesus, got near the fire of the Lord manifesting in that bush, God said, Moses, take off your shoes. It's where you're standing is holy. Watch this. And the fire that was in the bush became the fire of his heart. What was that fire about? Go get my people and bring them out. What did Moses do the rest of his life? He went and got his people and brought them out. Oh, the glory of that fire in a moment. Oh, the beauty of the song that makes us feel better about ourselves. Oh, the beauty of the new in thing. But that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people with staying power. I'm looking for people who keep serving God no matter what. Good days and bad days. When the diagnosis is good or when it's bad. When the bills are too many or money runneth over. I'm looking for people who will burn for God so that others can come to investigate and they can find a passion worth pursuing for their life because of how your life has been changed. Where are the words? If I want to serve God the way Grandma did. I want to serve God the way that my father did. Where are the words for this generation? Some of you go, oh, Pastor, don't condemn us. No, I challenge you. It is not too late. Let God light you on fire spiritually. May He become your passion, your drive, your fight. Too many of you are passionate about the wrong things, driven by the wrong things, and fighting the wrong things. And we are not fighting flesh and blood. We fight against the powers and the principalities. Rulers and high places. 
You say, Pastor Don, why do you been talking about pushing toward Pentecost? Well, I can't tell you we're going to ask God to fill you and baptize you if, if you just want to feel a tingle because that's not what we're going to go after. We want you to be filled with everlasting power, keeping power, living power, serving power, faithful power. Bow your heads right there where you're seated for just a moment. Oh, that we might know him and that we might make him known. Oh, that we might know Him and we might make Him known. I know this message has been different. This out of the three, it's probably the one I was like, I will never share that again. But I truly have tried to obey the Holy Spirit this morning. For some reason, He said, a very, very theological sermon has come down to a very practical, just, just physical reality. He wants to invade your life. Now, without looking around and everyone praying, I want to ask you, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I need the Holy Spirit to put a fire inside of me that will never go out. I want to see your hand right where your hand's already going up around this place. Well, it must have been for somebody. Wow. Oh, God, my hand joins with don't let me become weighted down with the weariness of this life or the worry of this world or the fight of my own flesh that I stop feeding the fuel of, of you into my life. I hunger and I thirst for you, O oh God. As the deer pants for the water, so we long for you. Somebody needs to listen to me very carefully, very carefully. With everyone respecting, put your hands down, respect what the Holy Spirit's doing in this place. I'm talking to those online, but I'm talking to people in this house very specifically right now. Some of you, some of you need to listen to that story I said about the man who would not die. It's because he had a reason to keep living. There's somebody in here, the devil's tried to tell you you would be better off dead, but there's a reason inside of you, the holiness of God that can shine for your family, can shine to this world, that God will to set a fire inside of you that will give you a reason to keep on living. A fire of the presence of God. A fire of the anointing of God. Oh God, cleanse us. Forgive us. Restore us, oh God. Create within us a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within us. Somebody needs to understand that other part of that scripture that says, these broken bones shall dance again. If you feel like you will never have joy again, listen to what I've come to tell you, that you are relying on the wrong fuel source. Jesus wants to be your fuel source. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Prepare us to serve you, O Lord. Speak your blessing over these, your children. Pour out upon them 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. How many are you thankful for a Holy Spirit of the living God who wants to light us on fire? Amen. Come on, let's just give him a praise. Give him a praise. Hallelujah.